This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Welcome to Community Conversations. I'm Cami Carlisle, and today in the studio, we have Brooke Harry. She's a program supervisor with ATP, which is Assistive Technology Partnership, and she administers I Can Connect. Good morning, Brooke. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, I know that you are a busy woman, and you have a lot of programs that you administer and stuff you do, but before we get too far into that, tell us about yourself. Are you from Omaha? I am. I was born and raised in Elkhorn, actually, um, now Omaha. And yeah, I live um, in Elkhorn with my family, three kiddos. Awesome. How did you prepare for a job like this? Did you have to go to school or what happened? I did. So I um, went to school. I got my master's in social work. Um, I've always had a passion for working with people with disabilities. I didn't know kind of where I would fall in social work since it's such a broad, um, you know, career, but I did get into um, working at Children's Respite Care Center, actually, um, Mm -hmm. with kids and behavioral disorders, things like that. And then I started working for Nebraska VR um, as a counselor, and I did that, um, helping people with disabilities, you know, get and keep jobs for six years or so. And then I just transitioned into assistive technology because we have a partnership with Nebraska VR. So I still get to do kind of both things. So it's great. It's perfect. Wow. Cool. So you administer, um, I can connect, which is part of ATP. Can you explain that a little bit to us and how that all works? Sure. Sure. So ATP or assistive technology partnership, um, we're the state AT program in Nebraska. We started in 1989. Um, We have a ton of different programs at ATP. um, But as a state AT program, we do have to provide specific services. And some of those are like um, demonstrations and loans of equipment. Mm -hmm. So we have a website where we house that equipment. It's AT, the number four, all.com. So that website um, is where you can find all that equipment. You can create a free account. You can um, check out equipment for demonstration for 30-day loans. And also we get um, equipment donated to us. So that's our reuse program. Okay. Uh, people donate, you know, stuff from the community and then we put it on there and it's for free and we give it away for free. So there's some great resources at atforall.com. Um, and then one of the many great programs that we have as well is the I Can Connect program, which I am the supervisor for that one. So what is I Can Connect all about in a nutshell? So I Can Connect, it has a lot of different names. People call it ICC, and it's also the National Deaf-Blind Equipment Distribution Program. Okay. Um, So it works with people who are low-income and deaf-blind, and we provide free telecommunication equipment and training to individuals who qualify. It is a national program. Um, They give, you know, $10 million a year. Um, to this program to all the different states. Um, It started in 2012. And at that time, it was under the um, Nebraska Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. 
And then ATP took it over in 2014 and there was still a pilot program at that time, but um, it was established as a permanent program in 2017. Yeah. And every five years we have to recertify to get the program. And we just did again. So we have it for another five years at least. Awesome. So you said to be eligible for I Can Connect, you've got to meet the program's disability and income eligibility guidelines. So what are those guidelines? What's the parameters there? So there's quite a few guidelines we do have to meet. Um, One of those, the income being that someone's total family or household income must be um, below 400% of the federal poverty level. So an example of that is like for a household family of two, mm-hmm. they couldn't make over $73,240 a year. So, which is pretty high. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. pretty low, right? <laughs> yeah. We don't have a lot of people who, you know, are out or not eligible because of, of that guideline specifically. Right. Okay. Yep. Now, go ahead. Um, so outside of like the income, there's, mm-hmm. um, they have to meet the disability piece as well. And there's kind of okay. three different, three different parts to that. Um, one is the visual piece. So they have to have, mm-hmm. um, meet the visual guidelines. And that is having a uh, vision of 2200 or less and the better eye with corrective lenses or mm-hmm. have some sort of like progressive vision loss that's going to lead them to being considered legally blind. Okay. And then the hearing piece, mm-hmm. uh, have a chronic hearing impairment um, that is severe or, again, a progressive hearing loss. Okay. And then the third piece for that is the combination of the two, the vision and the hearing. Um, they just have to have impairments that cause extreme difficulty and, like, attaining independence um, and obtaining a vocation, those kind of things. So just the the combination has to be severe. and Sure. Sort of, okay. sort of problem. So, so is it a doctor then that makes these calls for you, or how do people then prove or show that they need these equipment? Sure. So, in the um, I Can Connect application, mm-hmm. uh, there is an attestation form. Okay. So, there's a lot of different people who can complete that and turn it in um, with the application. People such as like an audiologist or a community-based like service provider, um, an educator, maybe like a teacher of the visually impaired at school, um, a hearing professional, uh, someone from like Helen Keller National Center could do that, okay. help a uh, medical provider, speech pathologist. There's just so many <laughs> to oh, name them, but some like, yeah, like a vision profession, a vocational rehab counselor, anyone like that could could assist with that. Okay, so once you get that from your doctor or anybody that can help you, then you need to fill out an application, right? Correct. And so once they fill out the application, what happens then? Um, So once they fill out the application, it is um, turned in with the attestation form, and they also have to have some proof of that, um, the income as well. Do they need any kind of special, just like pay stubs or social security stubs or something to show or? Right. It could be pay stubs. So pay stubs, we'd like like three months if possible to get an idea of what the average is every month um, for the pay stubs. But they could turn in like proof maybe that they have Medicaid, um, proof proof of Social Security income, like food stamps, maybe some benefit like that they're receiving. Or it could be a tax form as well that they could they could turn in. Okay. 
So they turn in all those forms. Yep. And then if they're approved, I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't turn many people down. Right. Yeah. We don't have a lot of people who do apply and don't qualify. Um, so I, I'm actually the one that would go over all the documents and then um, send out a letter letting them know if they're eligible. Okay. Um, and then at that point, I would assign them to one of our technology specialists. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple through the state um, who work with I Can Connect. And I would assign them and then that technology specialist would reach out and set up an, an assessment okay. and meet with that person and discuss their needs and talk about recommendations. Okay. And then does that person actually go to their house to get everything set up and train them or? They can. Yes. Um, COVID's provided a lot of opportunities, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Kind of open things yeah. up. Um, since we do do a lot of traveling, there's only a couple of us throughout the state. We can do Zoom, you know, or some. Sure. Um, like that, if needed, if the person's more comfortable that way, um, it's really, you know, individualized, I would say, but yeah. yes, um, a lot of the time we do go into the home and meet with the clients and get a better idea of what their needs are that way. So is it is Omaha where everything is located, but you are statewide? Yeah, I'm located in Omaha. Um, one of my tech specs is in Columbus. The other is in Kearney. So oh, okay. honestly, yeah, we have some, um, you know, spread out a little bit, but we do do a lot of driving. We do cover the entire state. So wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. really great that you all do that. And there's it's that's a big state. So I'm very yeah. impressed. <laughs> so I know you guys have so much technology. I was just going through your website and I was like, what? This is amazing. Can we talk about some of the technology that you have available? Definitely. Um, so once you're made eligible and, you know, we make the recommendation, everything, different things um, that we could provide through the program. Again, it's very individualized based on, you know, the client's need and everything, but things um, like Braille devices. Um, we do a lot of computers, laptops, mobile devices, like tablets or like mm-hmm. smartphones. For people, we can do um, signalers. So if someone, you know, needs to be um, get a signal that they're either have an incoming like text message, email, phone call, and they're going to miss it because of their hearing, um, we can do those signalers to notify them. Mm-hmm. We do different kinds of software, okay, like screen readers, magnifiers, um, that kind of stuff for computers. So it's really all about like helping them make a phone call, send an email, you know, do that communication because it is telecommunication. Mm -hmm. And then there's all kinds of different accessories, um, maybe like specialized keyboards, you know, that are magnified, um, headsets, different mounts for an iPad and iPhones and things. So the software, do you all create that or do you use what's already available out in the world? Yep. We use what's available. Uh, Things like JAWS software is very popular. Um, Zoom text for the magnification. So those kind of things. So I don't know if you can answer this, but what was it like before we had all this incredible technology for folks? I mean, what did they do? That's a great question. (laughs) Friends and family. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not out there. So yeah, we're really lucky. Technology is really, really great nowadays. Yeah, because, you know, I work with Ryan, who is 100% blind, and he's just like anybody else, but he is incredible at his job. I've sat in his seat and thought, oh, I can see and I am drowning back here. (laughs) And he can just, and he's got um, the reader on his phone, and he's got the reader on his computer, and it's so fast, and he can understand everything it's saying, and it's just amazing. 
So I just wonder like, geez, what was it like before all this? I, some of us, me, sometimes curse technology, right? <laughs> right where it works, right? But I just, talking to you, it just makes me realize how really important it is for folks to stay a part of their community and to stay engaged, right? Right. It had to be super, you know, lonely. Um, yeah. Without all of it. But now, yeah, definitely getting, having this equipment and people being able to socialize and the distance communication. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Is there any part of the technology that you all offer that everybody gets, or there's one thing that everybody uses this no matter what? Not really. It's so individualized. I mean, I, our top thing is probably smartphones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are so useful and for so many reasons, but right. um, smartphones are huge. Um, we also can provide the training. So it's, it's fun to get, you know, some people who have never used a smartphone before and, you know, to get that in their hands and be able to train them on them to see the things they can do. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to watch. So because it's so individualized, I'm guessing that you serve a wide variety of ages too. Correct. Yeah. From young to old, or do you have, I mean, how young and how old have you helped? Yeah, there's no age limit for the program, but I would say the youngest is probably about five or six. Um, I know my kids used an iPad or they were on an iPad when they were three. So as long as, yeah, as long as the, you know, client can use the equipment, I mean, there's no age limit. Um, And we've gotten up probably into the nineties as well with equipment, with people with like macular degeneration, things like that um, and helping with equipment. So yeah, no age limit, just... That's incredible. Now you'd mentioned earlier that people donate some of this stuff. Or yeah. How do you get all this equipment? Are you funded by the government or how grants? I don't know. We are the FCC. Yeah, we get, um, we get a stipend like a every year per state okay. um, determined. And yeah, we have that, that funding then to spend towards on equipment and different things for the program, our services on obviously our time travel, things like that, that. Right. That does cover. Have you encountered any technology that you were like, I don't know how to use this. This is so technologically advanced. I'm speaking for myself. Right. Have you ever encountered that at all? Of course. I mean, I don't, I don't use Braille. So Braille devices, Braille displays completely like, yeah, we have to have a vendor or someone else who is obviously trained um, in using that equipment to help us with that. Is there anything specifically uh, for our seeing impaired friends that you would recommend or that maybe a lot of them use to make their life easier? Um, I just think the signaling devices are so amazing, honestly, (laughs) just to put, I mean, anyone could benefit from them in my, you know, I miss my phone a lot of the time. I feel like. How does that work? Yeah, there's different kinds, but there's um, specifically like one is like a portal that you set your phone in on vibrate and then the notifications come in those vibrations, the portal feels it. And then it'll do, you know, the vibration, it'll do a loud noise. It'll do all these things. So um, there's a bed shaker you can even attached. So if you're sleeping and, you know, you can't, yeah. And you don't want to miss a specific, you know, um, <laughs> notification or something, you can put it under your pillow. So it will shake you awake. Those kind wow. of, wow. Jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And awesome. what about, is there such a thing as a braille, uh, keyboard for the, yes. for the computer? Okay. And I'm guessing there's probably a lot of people that use that. Right. Yep. Yep. Those connect, um, wirelessly over Bluetooth and yeah, they're really good. I'm trying to remember because Ryan has his original Braille typewriter that he used as a kid. And then he told me he had to drag it to school 
barefoot in the snow. Just kidding. <laughs> he did have to carry it to school and he has it here and he still uses it. And that thing weighs like 10 tons. And I was like, what is this? And he's just typing up his copy. And I'm like, that is incredible. Yeah, there's different sizes. So some are, you can get them now. They're small enough to fit in your pocket. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool. They can be portable or there's larger, you know, if you want to be able to read longer sentences at a time or yeah. So a lot of different options these days, but that's really cool. I bet. And I'm so glad that all of these people that are creating this different technology is including people with disabilities. Right. Because like I said, just because you're disabled doesn't mean you're, you're still a part of the community. It's yeah. still so important that you participate and that you're involved and engaged. And I love that you guys do this. Now, I Can Connect is just a small part of ATP, right? Correct. So yep. tell us about ATP. What's that all about? So ATP, we have a lot of other programs. So we just focus on partnering with other agencies in the community, you know, to help people with disabilities meet any goal they have, whether that's just to say, you know, living independently in their home, whether that's to go to work, you know, be successful in school, whatever it might be. Um, One of my other programs is partnering with Nebraska VR, vocational rehabilitation. They send us referrals and then we help get the technology, you know, these individuals need to be successful in work, Mm -hmm. uh, focus on employment. And we have an HHS uh, program through Medicaid waiver Oh, and that, okay. that focuses on keeping people in the home, you know, out of nursing homes, living independently. We yeah. do a lot of home modifications, a lot of vehicle modifications. Oh, you do? Program. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So when you do a home um, modification, what is involved with that? It depends, I'm sure. It does. It depends right. on the person's need. Yeah. Yeah. What they need to do. But it's uh, focuses on a lot of, I'd say, like entrances. Um modifications, a lot of bathroom modifications. Sure. Those kind of things. Kitchen. Yep. Yep. It's same with cars. How do you modify a car? Oh, there's so many modifications to a vehicle. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. If they're a driver, if they're a passenger, that depends. I mean, there's the full conversions with the ramps. There's hand controls for people, you know, that are driving maybe from a wheelchair. There's high tech. I mean, there's all different kinds of modifications. That's one of the most wow. fun parts of my job, I would say, seeing all that. So technology, I mean, I'm going to date myself here. Uh, back in the 80s, <laughs> we, we didn't have computers and stuff. I mean, they were just starting, right? Yeah. So as long as technology has been around to help all of us on this planet, I mean, do you think in the time that it's been here, it's got to have just gotten better and better and better? Yeah. Are you surprised every year by the things that can be done? Yes, 100%. I just did a case um, with someone who got a robotic arm attached to their wheelchair and they can control it with a joystick on their chair so they can, you know, do everything they want to do. They can feed themselves. They can pick up a cup. They can open the door, like all these things they couldn't do before. And it's it's there and it's, you know, on on their wheelchair for them to use every day. And it just doesn't seem possible sometimes. Yeah. And so that person came to you guys to get that. Yep. So anything, is this correct to say, anything technology related? And it sounds like kind of the sky is the limit. I right. mean, if you can get somebody a robotic arm, right? <laughs> a screen reader, I mean, those are big things. 
It's huge. Yeah. We try to get them, you know, we try to have them qualify obviously for one of our programs to help with funding, Mm -hmm. like the Medicaid waiver, Nebraska VR, I can connect those different things, but we also do have um, funding coordination services. So there's an application on our website. um, That's atp.nebraska.gov called a services and device application. And they can complete that application, um, sign it. It can be done all electronically. Um, and then turn it in to us and our funding coordinator will send out a resource letter. And that uses just all that information from the application and um, gets together different resources, different grants, loans, you know, different things that they could be eligible for to help with funding. Because funding is usually the kind of the roadblock for some people. Yeah, definitely. I have a friend with a titanium leg and I think she just got a new one. And I'm, now I want to ask her, did you get it from ATP? Right. <laughs> now that I'm like wait a minute. So this is just so interesting. So any disability, if you need technological assistance, come to you guys. Yep. Wow. I just had no idea on that. So tell us some great success stories. Do you have any favorite success stories? Well, the the robotic arm was up there. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That was super cool. Um, I've done through like Nebraska VR, we've done a lot of the high tech um, driving modifications for vehicles. So that's always cool to see someone who has really limited, you know, use of their hands um, and being in a, you know, power wheelchair, being able to independently get up in the vehicle, you know, get locked down and drive away using, you know, a a touch system um, is really, yeah, that's always one of the cooler moments is, is that kind of stuff. Um, But even with, I can connect, like seeing we've worked with some younger kids, um, and just over the years, seeing them grow and the different things, because it's not like a one-time, one-time shot for I Can Connect. You can work with us multiple times, you know, over your life and mm-hmm. worked with younger kids, you know, on a phone or an iPad. And then um, we have one who, you know, recently went to college and we we're upgrading a software for him and just getting to see him, you know, meet those different goals in his life is really cool. Yeah, I bet. That is very cool. So when you go to work every morning, tell me what it is that makes you want to get up and go to work. Uh, Just, yeah, I've always just helping people, just having, it's so rewarding to see people being able to do things that they never thought they could do. And technology, you know, allows them to do that. Mm -hmm. So I just love, um, you know, being a supervisor's nice sometimes, but it's those, I still take cases. I still, you know, work with people one-on-one. So that's really the part I love that direct service part of my job and to to see the people and, you know, see how it works out for them is amazing. Absolutely. So we're in Nebraska. So is this available like to all the States? Does every state have like an ATP or how does that work? Yep, they do. Every state has, you know, a state AT program like ATP. and with I can connect, like it's a nationwide program. So every state, um, has an, I can connect program that they can reach out to. There's a website, um, I can connect.org and that's where people can go, um, and look up by their state to see who their contact is and that kind of stuff for the, I can connect program specifically. So if you look up Nebraska, You'll find my contact information. You'll find the applications um, for I Can Connect. There's an English. There's a large print. There's Spanish. Wow. Yeah, we can do. We can send Braille if they need it. Um, So we have all kinds of the applications and all the information listed at ICanConnect.org. 
That's amazing. And again, I was on your website at I Can Connect and just the fact all that technology, I just kept going. <laughs> I kept going. Like, this is incredible. I mean, it gives yeah. me hope that there's people like you that will help other people that need it. And don't be shy because again, it sounds like any technological need, ATP. I mean, I just had no idea. I just yeah. did not. And I just am thrilled to find this out. Yeah, we do a lot of research. I mean, it's hard. Technology changes every day. So keeping up with it is hard. Like we do, we're always, if you need something, we do a lot of research ourselves. We work with a lot of different vendors who are just you know amazing with what they do. So they're so helpful to us, our vendors. Um, but yeah, there's a ton out there. And there's some really cool success stories too on ICANConnect.org. Um, yeah. A lot of success stories. There was one recently in Colorado, some sisters that's on the, the site. And so Really okay, okay, very good. So, and again, you had said earlier that people can donate. Is there a, is there any kind of, if I want to donate something to you, what do I need to know? Um, so you would just reach out to your local contact and let us know what you want to donate. And then we okay. can see if we have the room for it. Um, okay. Right now, storage is obviously our hardest, hardest yeah. to get, you know, people wanting to donate hospital beds and all kinds of large items right. to us. And we partner with other places. So if we can't take it, we'll tell you, you know, where it could go. Um, but we are getting a storage unit here next month. So hopefully we'll be able to take a lot more things. We get, you know, power chairs. We've had stair glides. we've had yeah vertical platform lifts which are the lifts that help someone in a wheelchair get raised up I mean we've had a lot of large large items donated to us and very good that's exciting yes yes yeah so besides the loans and the grants you've got all these kind people giving you things as well yep and then we just give it back for free Yep. Very good. Well anything coming up in the near future that you want to talk about or promote or anything new not really. Our storage is the super exciting part for us because we have a lot of equipment, as you can imagine, that we're like tripping yeah. up in our offices. Um, so getting a storage space for us is really exciting. Yeah. Um, Disability yeah. Awareness Month um, is in October. So that's, okay. you'll see a lot of stuff happening probably around like Nebraska VR and our, our agency as well at ATP with that here coming up in October. Perfect. Tell us the I Can Connect website one more time. That is ICanConnect.org. And you can look it up your state. So if you're in Nebraska, just look for Nebraska and you'll see Brooke's name there. Right. And then ATP, if anybody wanted to check that out, what's a good website for that? Yep. That is ATP.Nebraska, spelled out, .gov. And that has all our different programs, that service and device application for the funding coordination. Um under just equipment, you can find I Can Connect if you scroll down as well. And our um, applications and everything are listed there as well. Perfect. Now, can somebody else get a hold of you? Like, say, like, my mom is losing her sight. Can I call on her behalf or apply yep. on her behalf? Yep. Yep. It just okay. requires her signature on the application. But yes, anyone, a lot of people get assistance with the applications for sure. Very good. Well, very good. So again, if you have any kind of a disability, it sounds like seriously, you can get a robotic arm. (laughs) Right. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So don't be shy because the help is out there. And Brooke is really happy to help you. And we're statewide, right? So don't be shy, Nebraskans. If you need something, seriously, make the call or check it out. Icanconnect.org, right? Yep. All right. Well, Brooke, it's been really wonderful talking to you. I learned so much. I had no idea about all this. And I'm delighted that we could share that with our listeners. So thank you so much for coming in today and talking to us. We really appreciate it.
Yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking with you. I'm Cami Carlisle, and you've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.